right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hi, Katie. Hey, Monica. How are you today? I am doing great. I had a wonderful start to the week. Monica had a amazing yoga. Who's Monica? Tell me more about her. <laughs> She's this great yoga instructor, also um, artist, crafty. Okay, okay, brown okay. Eyed, I think I know who you're beauty. talking about. Beauty, yeah. Wow. You probably should know her pretty well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. All the time, trying totally. to get to know her better. Which is why I started said workshops. You were about to tell me all about when yeah, I interrupted your you. Yeah, today was joke. so fun. Did you know we had a good time? I felt like we did. Yeah. There were some good remarks. Feedback was strong. Yeah, it was. It was like the best flow. Very heat building, awesome flow for half of the workshop. And then the second half was complete and utter relaxation setting yourself up in all these great postures and positions it was the best Surrender. of both worlds yeah it was great i appreciated that today i needed it combo effect you know what they say april showers bring may flowers is that what they say i thought it was <laughs> yeah that's what they say just kidding i thought you try to say it, we mess it up every single time we do but not okay. that time you got it you nailed it thought before i spoke Wow. Just something I've been working on since we talked about an acronym called THINK. Yeah. I like it. It really <laughs> has. tell you something. Okay. Great. <laughs> I was in a stink mood the other day and we brought up so many acronyms in a short amount of time, two weeks, weeks in a row. We had SNACK, THINK, and, and SMART goals. I was in this stinky mood and I was like, I just need to think through it. Got to the T. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. S is supposed to be stop. So I was like, okay, I need to, I need to smart. I have to be smart right now. S for stop. M for measurable. That doesn't make sense. And then I finally got to, uh, oh, I need to have a snack. And by that time, I think I was just laughing at my ridiculousness that I probably forgot why I was upset in the first place. That's hilarious, Katie. Yeah. So anyway, that That's... happened. <laughs> I'm glad it's you working. liked that. It's yeah. working. It's working. I love it. Mm -hmm. So after you did that, it was probably pretty great. You just changed your perspective. I did change my perspective, which is something we wanted to talk about. First of all, we celebrated Earth Day yesterday. And Earth Day is a day that I feel like it's a holiday. Monica was mentioning this. It's, it should be pretty important to us. You know, no one misses Valentine's Day. Nobody misses that it was Easter. Even if you don't celebrate it, you still know that it was going on because of all the hype and the commercialism of it. But some, a good majority of people, I wished Happy Earth Day yesterday were like, oh, it's Earth Day? Yeah. I didn't even know that was in April was something someone said. And I just thought. Wow, like not in a judgmental way because, you know, I don't know about all the holidays either, whatever. <laughs> but it's surprising because Earth is our home. It's pretty important, <laughs> you know. Uh, and honestly, I I wish that I had I didn't actually do anything like special to celebrate. You know, I don't feel like there's a lot of tradition around celebrating Earth Day. It's just another day where I did mention to my husband like, no, we should have planted a tree today. I dropped know? off my recycling. 
That's good. Mm-hmm. That's and the, important. the recycling guys didn't know it was Earth Day. <sighs> and the one kid, he was probably like 19 or whatever. But when I said, well, ha- happy Earth Day anyway, he said, I can't believe it's a holiday. I shouldn't have to work today. <laughs> like, you're the recycling like, guy. You're like, this the- is your day to shine, man. <laughs> wow. So I was just kind of shaking my head about that from the get go. That's like the girl selling chocolate covered strawberries being like, why am I working Valentine's Day? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So, well, we should probably find ourselves some trees and plant them. Mm -hmm. I did that in yoga class. That was our sequence. We planted trees, bunch of tree poses. Oh, that's tree pose varieties. I Mm -hmm. love that. It was fun. That is cool. Didn't do that with you. You missed out. I did, but you didn't really, because you were thinking about getting down on Earth's ground and looking up close at. Little beetles and slugs and I actually was doing that. Yeah, you I were was taking, taking pictures. pictures of cactuses. Um, my father-in-law was like, I came over to his house. We had some dinner with him last night and called me up. As you drive in the gate, make sure to stop and observe these beautiful cactus flowers. So I did. And I got out of my car and they were gorgeous. And they were all in this really cool, huge rock. And they were amazing, big, beautiful pink flowers in these little cactuses. We should probably post the pictures that you took before oh. you got a stinging sensation on your shin and had to run inside screaming to wash off your to leg. wash off my leg in the shower. I don't know what I got into, guys. I think it was a bull nettle. We don't know. But I got a bad little skin irritation. So sometimes appreciating nature can hurt. <laughs> it's just a reminder, like, you didn't plant your tree today. Boom. Right. Um, when you're observing yourself, your life... Uh, the life of those around you, the life of a tree, anything really. <laughs> Sometimes it's helpful to make sure that you get all the perspectives. You can be going through your mundane day, and if you're not paying attention, you can miss out on something really awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say that all the time it's helpful to get as much perspective as we can. You said sometimes it's helpful to get all of the perspective. And I have to back up and say, I want to unpack that and say it's always helpful to get as much perspective as we can, but it's impossible to get it all. You cannot. And it's most impossible when we're not even trying to get any and we're just stuck on our own vantage point. I have to interrupt you really quickly. Because you're smiling wildly. Monica was searching for this. I wasn't going to bring it up. I'm sorry. To bring oh, I it wanted up. to bring it up. I was going to say that my efforts. Searching for this. It was a writing I did prompted by an awesome walk in the forest of Oregon. I was seeing such a smaller. I, I think I was wanting to write a story about the, the ground floor, the forest floor. So I was really focusing on the microcosm aspect of being in the forest. You know, I'm almost six feet tall but I was trying to get way down low and so the story was all about that community it would have been great for her to share it with us Ugh, don't but remind she me but she couldn't find it and while she was looking she said distract yourself because I'm like hello we're supposed to be recording our thing now and she handed me this adorable book I only got to like the second page that she made about her childhood and it's like I was born well it was before a project we had to do our autobiography in fourth grade or something like that so so, she's like going into details about like how much she weighed what was going on when she was born how she just screamed and cried because everything in the world looked so different and wouldn't it be so funny and embarrassing if you screamed and screamed and cried 
if you just looked at a cabinet? <laughs> I don't know if this is applicable. But I think that it is it because is. the gonna... perspective mm-hmm. of a baby, we can't get all those perspectives. Mm-hmm. We can try, but you don't know what it's like to be a day old newborn again. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Thank goodness. What they're screaming about, how come everything is so new. You have no idea what they're experiencing and how how little they know to express that. Mm-hmm other than crying their heads off right. like I did a lot often yeah. because I mean cabinets. sometimes I do that too now you know just, yeah. just ask Kyle we're not sure how you. to express ourselves so we just like <laughs> yeah hold me snuggle me we're still we're just big babies big baby plants <laughs> yeah big baby house plants <laughs> some water tell some me about sun. that house plant quote it was uh, be sure to get a lot of water and sun because you're basically sunshine. a house plant with more complicated emotions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so great. Big baby house plant. Um, water me. So, yes, we but, just yeah. need to, you know, sometimes we're going through life. Maybe we're looking at the way someone else is responding to a situation. And we're like, they're being crazy. Why are they crying about that? Um, yeah, I would be handling that so much differently. Like if I were in that position, I would be doing this. We do it even when we watch TV or a movie when we know that. Don't go up the stairs. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. Why are you texting him back right now? Don't do that to your friend that's like, you know, going through the breakup or whatever. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, but we don't really know. We don't know that perspective and it's impossible to, kn- well, it isn't impossible <laughs> it's hard to know what it's like in someone else's shoes with all their baggage and what they're dealing with and how they're responding. Mm-hmm. Does it make you think of that quote we were talking about? The potato and the egg? Uh-huh. It does. Something about the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg? Yes. Like it's about what you're made of, not the circumstance. Mm-hmm. And the potato, we put the potato in the boiling water to soften it and the egg in the boiling water to harden it. There's nothing wrong with either of those outcomes. Mm -hmm. In fact, those are the desired outcomes as we do those things. So that's definitely a change of perspective when you can kind of look at life like that. But if we were to lose our perspective and maybe forget that the boiling, that the water was boiling, maybe it all evaporates and then we're left with this mushy something figure of something butter and salt and pepper and you make mashed potatoes it could have been an egg scramble (laughs) yeah yeah so the point is either way make do with what you end up with because even if you get distracted give yourself new perspective like the make lemons out lemonade out of lemons and i have to bring this up right now and i'm actually surprised we made it this far without me bringing up one of my favorite quotes of all time that my grandfather dudley town Uh, Mm -hmm. would always say things turn out best for those who make the best of the way things turn out yes and i love that i think when you first told me that quote was when i was like oh yeah we're gonna be great friends (laughs) steadfast friends with an outlook like that yep and another thing he would say a lot so that quote i'm I don't want to move on just yet because it is so good. Yeah, let it simmer. Um, And it's a very optimistic quote. He was a really optimistic guy. Had a hard, like so many of our grandfathers had a pretty hard beginning and succeeded a lot in life. And another thing he would tell you when things were going not your way, especially when you're like 10 and (laughs) things that don't go your way when you're 10 sometimes are really 
heart-wrenching yeah but also like extraordinarily unimportant oh right they're actually small yeah but they're really important to you for sure but he would always say and this wasn't exactly comforting at the time but i go back to it a lot when i am having a rough time and that was um is this gonna matter in five years Mm -hmm. is this gonna matter in 10 years and if the answer is no it's like well yeah why worry now yeah that also what just what you were saying makes me think of um for a child who has a balloon and the balloon gets they, they drop it, they lose it, and it goes floating away, and they start freaking out. They're crying, screaming, and we're like, it's just a balloon. Well, I read something that was, to that child, that balloon is as important as your wallet. Like, that's their whole world. They yes. were just given this balloon, and it's in their steed, their their charge, and their that's their everything. And if that just gets lost, of course it's going to mean everything to them and they're going to freak out. And if we were able to take that perspective and understand that, well, this is their wallet, then maybe and I could show some compassion to what they're experiencing. And when you lose your wallet, they're like, well, that's unimportant. That thing was no fun at all, except for the fact that it bought me that balloon. But I'm only three, so I don't get that. Didn't really get that part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all about perspective. Yep. And even if that means getting down on your hands and knees and checking out the earth, uh, looking at the grass from an insect's point of view. Or climbing a mountain and seeing your town or city from way up above and trying to find where you live in that tiny little spot way down there. Mm -hmm. Or thinking about when you're going to your amazing beach destination and flying overhead, looking down at the water then standing at the water's edge and then potentially um, swimming in that water or even snorkeling, scuba diving in it. And all those three very different things of the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Three really different perspectives that we can gain. And that's pretty cool. Mm, It is. And if we can do that in nature and with uh, our relationships and problem solving at work, then maybe we can do that creatively and in our recreation as well Mm -hmm. and break out of our box of, I can't write a story about that or I can't paint that picture or whatever it is. That clothing design is too cutting edge. I can't be seeming right there. But what if you did? But what if you did? Um... So thinking about that change in perspective reminded me of a poem uh, by Mary Oliver, one of Monica's favorite poets that she's introduced to me. Um, And the poem is called The Summer Day. And we thought it might be fun today in celebration of Earth Day, which should really be Earth Week, Earth Month, Earth Year, because that's what it's about. And we wanted to recite the poem for you. The Summer Day. Who made the world? Who made the swan? And the black bear. Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who was eating sugar out of my hand. Who was moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down. Who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, 
what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I think that last part is one of her most well-known quotes. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your wild and precious life? Mm. You see it all over. Such a great question, but rarely, I mean, not rarely. It's not always backed up by that context. Mm -hmm. And I love that she's really talking about such a micro object. Her eyes complicated, washing her face. Moving her jaws back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. That is just the best. And it really does. It makes you feel like a very, it's a very childlike. It, to me, I just see maybe because I was that kind of little girl. You still are. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do just see like a little, a little child um, with that little grasshopper in her hand. And I don't know how old Mary Oliver was when she wrote this. It'd be fun to find out. But yeah. And that's, I think that's a really great example of changing perspective of, kind of taking yourself out of your normal routine and observing something so small and getting so much insight and just really allowing that to happen and unfold. Mm-hmm. To give yourself time to go out into nature and preferably in an all-encompassing type like the, the forest where you know, you're know you looking up and you just see the trees. And I think there's a whole like Japanese forest bathing yes is that a thing (laughs) forest bathing is definitely a thing it's actually katie um, has the actual words for it yeah shinrin yoku which um is the japanese word for this act of bathing in the forest in order to gain well-being for yourself so not going to take a specific hike per se or counting your steps or even spot a specific bird out and about there's no intention in fact something we read said don't effort yeah don't effort (laughs) try not to be doing things just be Mm -hmm. out in nature like a tree just be there just Mm -hmm. let it be there and then after this became a pretty big uh thing in japan everybody was going out in forest bathing they actually did quite a bit of research and they have proven that the act of forest bathing uh really does reduce stress hormone production, lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure, and boosts your immune system, which is crazy. Yeah, but not that crazy. I mean, I can attest to having gone out into the woods and left feeling extraordinarily refreshed. It reminds me of the concept of the blue mind when you're out at sea and all you see is the blue blue surrounding your boat or whatever and they it's some it might not be called blue mind but I want to say that is what it's called and it like actually sends you into this probably super similarly described lower stress hormones boosted immune system you're completely refreshed because all you could see was blueness it like does something to your brain I need to do a little more research on that, but similar elemental shift Mm -hmm. perspective. And, you know, they've done a lot of research on meditation and how after just one session of meditation, your brain chemistry is changed in a beneficial way. So, of course, you know, looking Mm -hmm. out into that vast blueness or into this beautiful forest. um, I think when I originally heard the idea of the Shinrin Yoku, they said it needed to be next to a trickling stream. That that was like essential to this act of forest bathing. And I've read about it a few other places that didn't say that. But I do know I love, of course, everyone does love the sound of 
a babbling brook. And I've always thought when I'm out in nature that that must be evolutionary, like that we would be drawn to that. It's comforting because we know it's sustaining yes, and life. It's sustaining lively. our life. Yeah. And where we're going to get that water, then we'll probably find some other nourishment along that mm-hmm. uh, riverbed as well. Probably so. That's <sighs> pretty cool. I feel good just talking about it. I know, right? <laughs> we should go do it. Yeah. And that's the little story that Monica searched so hard to find was her... Um, My forest bathing experience in Oregon was... B- but before you even knew that that was like a right, thing. Right, right, yeah. right. I was just doing it because I didn't have a agenda. I was by myself. I had nowhere to be or go at any certain time. I was getting low onto the, like I said, writing that story about the community on the, the dank forest floor that just squishes beneath your feet. I love it. I'll find it one of these days. Yep. It'll resurface. You'll read it to us then. Mm-hmm. But I did want to touch on something that it's not just about being out on a boat or going out into the forest or sitting down with your eyes closed, but with the intention of just being there. Not like, oh, I have to meditate or I have to go forest bathe. Or I'm <laughs> I think one of the key elements to all of this being good for us is that we're not expecting it or we're not efforting we're not efforting we're don't we're using the theory don't effort yes yeah and i think where we get into trouble and where it becomes then a task and an obligation and something that's just another thing on our to-do list is that we're efforting it so anyway thinking about how this might tie into our writing yes. would be in like perspective that's a huge part of creative being how can you get out of your box and into a different shape. Yeah. Shift your perspective. And, you know, pay attention so that we don't miss out on that really great character or that beautiful location or the details that make a story really pop and come to exactly. life. Exactly. Like Mary if- Oliver says, pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Yeah. So it starts with paying attention. And if you're only paying attention to that one way that you've always paid attention, you're going to miss out. And if you're expecting and taking for granted, you won't be astonished. And then you won't have any reason to share it because it will seem like just another thing. Mm-hmm. And if you find those astonishments to be shareworthy, do it. Do it. Which is what we're going to do. Yep. We're going to do our writing exercise. Optional if, as usual. If you were picking the option, get your pen and pad. And a three-minute timer. Today, we're going to be using the Writer's Toolbox by Jamie Cat Callen. And we'll be using her sticks, which gives you a first sentence, a non-sequitur, and a last straw. So three prompts to write one total story with uh, pausing us and setting three-minute timers between. I explained that properly, right? Mm-hmm. I 15. think so, but of course, I'm part of the game, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys are still confused. Go back. (laughs) We explained it 15 different ways, 14 different ways so far. This is the 14th way, which is exciting. The 14th way. Hey, is that the name of the episode? Yeah, (laughs) I think it should be. (laughs) Me too. I like it. Okay, so as long as you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, here's your first sentence. My mother was doing that thing she did, that thing with the rag in the sink. All right, the non sequitur. Eloise was my half-sister, but everyone thought she was my cousin. Okay. Our last straw is the time he invited his mother to dinner. Alrighty. Those sticks, I feel like, always make me uh, 
They're just so descriptive. They and really can alter your perspective oh, on your story. Look at that. Yeah. There was a couple times I was like, what am I even, where am I going with this? But mm-hmm. I think I might have worked it out. We'll that see. happened to me too, if you remember in the beginning. I like crossed out four <laughs> yeah. lines. I was like, this isn't going to work. starting over. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new idea. And then I got really excited about it. Okay. Well, here's my take on the prompts. My mother was doing that thing again. That thing with the rag and the sink. She wasn't washing the dishes. She was just staring out of the kitchen window, wringing the rag out over and over and over. I knew she was stressed. Dad lost his job again. And Brian, my younger brother, came home from school today with another black eye. It didn't help that the car had a flat and we had to call Eloise to bring us groceries. Eloise was my half-sister, but everyone thought she was my cousin. She was apparently dad's daughter from his high school girlfriend. Mom and dad raised her like their own, but the truth about it, I know it hurt mom. Dad wasn't honest about that for a long time. Even mom had thought Eloise was his niece for years. She finally learned the truth when I was small and Eloise was in grade school. Dad had invited his mother over for dinner and grandma finally told mom the truth. Anyway, that's all to say mom has had a lot to deal with lately. She always stood at the sink while she was processing. I didn't really know what to do, so I poured her a glass of cold milk and got the cookies I just baked out of the oven. I walked over to the sink and put my hand on her shoulder, rubbing gently on the spot she always gets where she always gets a knot. Mom, I said, I know it's been a really long day, but come sit down. Let's have a good talk and some chocolate chip cookies. She turned, wiping a tear from the corner of her eye, and smiled, hugging me. Baby, she said, they may not fix it, but damn if you don't know how to always make your mama feel better. Oh. That was a really sweet story. <laughs> it was like serious and sweet. Mm. Had some chocolate chip cookies for the sweetness. I like that she had a country accent. <laughs> Baby. Baby. That was great. Thank you. Okay, mine's a little different. As usual. <clears throat> no way. My mother was doing that thing she did. That thing with the rag in the sink. I told her it was going to get us busted one of these days, but she insisted it was our quote-unquote calling card. She left the water running and it started to pool up, ready to spill out all over these poor schmucks' laundry room. I felt kind of bad about that part. Like, I'm cool with stealing the diamonds and the high-tech stuff, but I don't want to, like, ruin the structure of their home or nothing. (laughs) But Eloise thought it was a fun idea, too, so her and mother won that one. Eloise was my half-sister, but everyone thought she was my cousin. It didn't matter much anymore. We'd burned all those bridges when mother decided we should rob Granny and Grandpa's house. Oh, no. She thought they wouldn't know it was us, but Grandpa recognized my pillowcase I was using to stash their jewelry. It was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. And he called out, Christopher, is that you? Even with my ski mask on... I felt like they knew it was me, but we got out of there without getting busted that night. The busting was later. That time they invited my mother to dinner. They told her they knew it was her that robbed them cold, and they'd either have her arrested and locked up for good, or they'd disown her and her little helpers. That was me and Eloise. 
Mother left and never looked back. It's been 12 years since then, and I'm thinking of turning myself in. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly he's robbed a lot since then. Yeah, for 12 whole years. Yeah, I was thinking like with his Ninja Turtles sleeping case, maybe this kid's like seven at the time they robbed Grandma and Grandpa's house, and now it's been 12 years, and he's 19, and he's like, what the fuck have I been doing with my life helping my mom rob these these houses since I was a brainwashed little kid? (sighs) Now he's got some years on him. His perspective is shifting. It sure is. He hates the calling card that he and Eloise or Eloise and mom still do. And anyway, he wants to get a fresh start. That's so great. And I, I mean, I just have to say again, I, I love all of Jamie Cat Callan's prompts because the different prompts really do encourage you to write in such different ways. And I that's just really great because they all change our perspective. Yeah, yeah. Get us out of that box. Yep. So if you have a story to share from today or another episode, maybe you've been holding out on us, you should probably go ahead and send it over to our email, which is ktnmoni at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram, both right here, right now are our usernames. Um, You can message us there. And please, if you enjoyed today's podcast, we would love if you liked us, rated us, review us. Yeah, go and leave a positive review. Hopefully not a negative review. Yeah, I think we've said it before. If you have something negative to say, just stop listening. Keep it to yourself. Or, you know, maybe use one of our acronyms. Think. Is it true? Is it helpful? No. Is it inspiring? Nope. Necessary? No, don't leave a negative review. Kind? No. Fuck off. Totally. Uh, But if you have something nice to say, tell us all about it. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. So share the love right here, right now. Bye. Bye.